0: I just spilled a container of clear thumbtacks all over the floor.
1: No.
2: Welcome to um, my life today. <laughs> yeah, for real. Day one. Day one for Amelie. Yeah, girl. And we were late, <laughs> like all the preschoolers are like
0: walking in the whole school like, and I'm like throwing her in the end of line. I'm like, just go. Just go. Hello, and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Hello, and welcome to the table. Tonight, we are having a special guest on. Her name is Haley George Eisen. At the table tonight, I have Tabitha Cabrera. Hello. Kim McIsaac. Hi there. Jen. Hi, everybody. Rachel. Hey, everyone. And Haley. Hi. And I'm Jamie. Haley, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm 25
3: years old. I'm from a small town in Foley County, Kentucky, called Prestonsburg. It's kind of like a town where everybody knows everybody and helps everybody out. I'm a college student. I'm currently pursuing my bachelor's in behavioral health, and I have cerebral palsy. I also have my own business. I'm a lead CNC consultant. I have been with them for a year now. I'm just kind of a mix of all trades, I guess. hmm that's awesome so
0: going into our next series we're kind of talking about adults with disabilities and how they navigate the world and you're still pretty young to the rest of us and coming into adulthood what have been some challenges that you face with your cerebral palsy or do you feel like you haven't had any challenges and you've been able to
3: navigate entering the workforce i think with everybody that has a disability i think they you know face numerous challenges sometimes we feel like we don't fit in with the rest of the crowd you know like uh, the world is not necessarily built for us so we have to navigate the best that we can I have fit into the workforce pretty well I enjoy what I do and you know my customers are glad to have me as part of their life I check in on them daily not just you know messaging say you know you want this or you want that I check in on them and I see how they're doing and you know we have numerous chats throughout the week I have dealt with my mental health for as long as I can remember mental health is just something that comes along with having cerebral palsy it's very tough because like I said sometimes we feel like we don't fit in always mm-hmm. and there are things that I wish that I can do but I'm glad that I am able to do what I am able to do and I'm glad that I'm in the workforce.
0: So is that part of the reason why you've decided to pursue becoming a mental health counselor?
3: Yes I want to be able to help others in a way that mental health counselors have helped me in the past. I
2: love that I'm sorry and my smile too. just got so big I I made Horror. sound about it I didn't mean to cut you off
3: so <laughs> even though I've faced so many challenges throughout my life through school and just in general I've had people who reach out to me on a daily basis and they check on me and they want to know how I'm doing and they want to help me any way that they can so
0: it's been a blessing really that's amazing I, I think fun. it's so cool that you're doing that
4: because well, you know
0: the best.
4: Yeah, and I was that's what I was going to say is like, do you have a different perspective than other people may? I mean, it's always nice to go to, speaking from someone who's done a lot of therapy in her life as well. I also have mental health challenges that I struggle with. It's always nice to have someone who understands where you're coming from through personal experience, uh, sitting across from you, trying to help you. It, it really makes the the therapy a lot more... Effective, in my opinion, than someone...
3: experience, you know, makes you who you are. Yes. They Mm -hmm. always say, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's a quote that I personally live by.
2: So cool that you've been able to take your Scentsy business and make it such a socially fulfilling thing as well. It sounds like you have such rapport with your customers and your client base, and it really sounds like checking in on them is... You know, just such a beautiful way to give them excellent customer service, but also to build relationships and. Relationships are
3: important in business, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. that's the
3: foundation of any business really is building a relationship.
2: Get it girl. Mm
3: -hmm. Love that. Relationships are built off of friendships and I've made so many friends throughout my Sinti business. It's just been amazing and the outpouring of support. It's just been wonderful. That's amazing. With our podcast, we mostly
0: have moms listen to our podcast who have children with disabilities. What are some ways through mental health and just through your general challenges with your disabilities? What are some ways you cope and overcome and that you've learned that we can maybe work with with our children or things that we might be able to relate to that have helped you coming into
3: adulthood? All right. I actually wrote a book about my life and all the challenges that I have went through, but I write, I listen to music, I talk to, you know, several friends and family members when I'm feeling like I'm at my breaking point, so to speak. Like I said, my outpouring of support and the support system that I have has just been
2: absolutely amazing. It's so nice. All of us actually met as writers. And I think that one of the things that we have in common is that we've been able to process so much about our life and our view and you know sort of what's happening or how we've come out stronger by sharing and I think it's just so empowering to be able to share your narrative it just makes so much sense I mean you sound like the most gentle and inspired therapist today <laughs> thank you good pick, girl good pick yeah, I love that
3: There was a point in my life where I had went to try for graphic design and I was going to be a graphic design artist. And I completely just, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? This is not for me anymore. This is not for me anymore. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mental health is my calling. Lots of people come to me for advice. I sometimes tell people that I'm the female version of Dr. Phil.
1: Better hair. You have better
2: hair. Better hair hair than
1: Dr.
0: So Haley, we just came out of a back to school series about our kids in school, and then you're continuing your education right now. How has schooling been for you? And what kind of program are you in right now to become a mental health counselor?
3: You know, schooling has been wonderful for me. Actually, I'm taking a lot of online classes. I have found that taking online classes are a lot easier for me versus going into a school or an establishment and going to an actual class and sitting in a classroom (laughs) just because of my mental health and my cerebral palsy and my challenges and plus I focus a lot better whenever I'm alone. If I've got my music or something like that near me, and I'm by myself, I can focus a lot better. I really enjoy my online classes. I am a bookworm at heart, so studying and learning as much as I can is my favorite thing to do. I think that it increases, you know, your comprehension skills. I like to learn how mental health affects the brain, and um, I like to learn about the chemical imbalance, you know, that mental health has on you as a whole.
4: Oh, Haley, we can nerd out on that. I I (laughs) know, I'm like, me stay late after class with me? My bachelor's is in human service. And so I did a lot of learning about the brain, which is fascinating. (laughs) I love that stuff too. (laughs) I'm obsessed
3: with learning about the brain or medical terminology and just how our bodies function, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just amazing.
4: Does your school have additional supports for you? Like, is it a university? Where do you go to school?
3: It's called Grand Canyon University. I don't have any like accommodations or anything like that. I'm just in a normal classroom. I have the same deadlines as everybody else. Online schooling is tough in general, but I have enjoyed
2: every second of it. sound like a lifelong learner. Haley, how does your cerebral palsy affect you day to day?
3: I have lots of pain with it. I mean, that's just normal. But pretty much, I mean, I can do what everyone else can do. I don't really have many limitations. I mean, there's a few things that, you know, I have limitations and I have to have help. But I mean, for the most part, I navigate the world fine. I you just have such a great attitude. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a really, really long time to accept the fact that I had cerebral palsy. Mm. For a long time, I just wanted, I was in that mindset, like, why couldn't I be normal? Mm -hmm. Why? Why me? Why did God choose me to have this disability? What is he trying to teach me? Why am I like the way that I am? but you know what I'm a miracle in itself
2: yes. oh, that's that's amazing. oh that's amazing it's I feel like <laughs> I was gonna say you're Hailey, gonna make Rachel cry <laughs> Haley I just want to hug you I just want to bop over to wherever you are turn on your little camera and give you a squeeze I want you to know that <laughs> but to me it sounds so much like a person's journey where you go through this hardship and you can't Like there's, we talk a lot on the podcast about grief and about adjustment and how there's sort of lots of points between denial and acceptance and understanding and growth. Like there's just so many parts of each of our journeys and for you to go from a person who's just not really understanding why to letting that go and wanting to bring your view and voice to help somebody else navigate their mental health is just such a beautiful thing I'm like get it girl get it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yes
3: like I said it took me a really really long time to reach that point where I'm like okay it is what it is yes
1: do you think your biggest struggle is with the cerebral palsy like what's the hardest part about it for you
3: the hardest part Is watching people do things that I wish that I could do myself. For instance, somebody getting up and walking on their own, walking from one room to the next room. Why couldn't I be able to do that on my own? You know, why me? My struggles are more internal um, Mm -hmm. with my mental health than they are external. Like I said, you know, I have, things that I am able to do and then there's things that I need help with on a daily basis but for the most part mine are internal my mind is my worst enemy sometimes
1: yeah I think that's true for everybody yeah I was gonna say I think yeah for most people
0: it's so nice as for you as an adult to like voice those things because even I mean my son has autism which is different but there's limitations it. and I know already as a, a seven-year-old boy I can see how sad he gets sometimes that He can't play with the kids in the way they play or he can't participate in certain things in life. And I see that struggle within him already. And I hope one day he'll be able to voice that. So it's so nice of you to be open and honest about that. And I think that's probably why you're calling is to be a mental health counselor is because you have clearly overcome mentally a lot. And I know like it's never going to be simple or easy, but it's beautiful how you can see that and how you want to help other people overcome that.
3: And another thing too, like there are a lot of people out here in the world that do not understand where we as adults with disabilities come from. Mm. They do not understand the challenges and it's lack of education. People
1: are cruel sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think you're very insightful for such a young person, regardless of a disability or not. I mean, you're only 25 yeah. years old. That's a lot of insight about your self, about your mental health, about your strengths and your weaknesses. And willingness to share it. Well, yeah, I was yeah. going to say to share that. Growing and be it's that. so
2: beautiful. Yeah. And advocate for yeah. others. So that's great. You're ahead of the game. <laughs> Trust me. Haley, do you know the word she-ro? It's like a hero, but it's this empowered girl, a she No,
3: I've never heard that before do well, you have today,
2: my dear friend. You may <laughs> as well be wearing a cape as far as we're concerned. A tiara, something
3: sparkly. She wrote. I try to live off to the fullest. We only get one chance.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. Well do. Haley, do you have things that people in your life have done for you that have helped? I mean, I think we all, we have a lot of l- listeners who are parents to kid those with disabilities and we're always, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to learn as much as we can about anything that your parents did or people in your life did that like really helped you move along or understand some of these things about your life?
3: Lots and lots of physical and occupational therapy. Without those two things, I would not be where I am today.
4: Lots of good therapists?
3: Yes. Lots and lots of good therapists. I have been all over for um physical therapy and occupational therapy and I'm so grateful for it it was rough but I'm grateful for it
4: Mm -hmm.
3: there's no way that I would be able to do what I do
4: today no way at all I was just talking to a friend the other day and I was saying that growth lives right next to the hard when we're right up against the hard that's when our most powerful growth lives you know, and it sounds like that was a part of your, your path, your life path, you know, PT and OT is not an easy road, but it got you where you are today. It's working. Uh, Yeah. I love that.
0: So Haley, that kind of leads to something else I want to ask about. So we're going into a series where we're talking about adults with disabilities and how it seems like, especially in our country, there's a lot of resources for children through about 18 or 21 and then a lot of those resources get cut down is that something you've experienced as someone with CP or um, Um, (laughs) yeah
3: I was patient at Schroner's Hospital for Children Mm -hmm. up until age 18 and then they told me that I couldn't go there anymore and that was rough because Schroner's helped get me where I am yeah. without them I'm not sure that I would be able to do what I do um, because there would be times that I would go and stay weeks at a time and have intense physical and occupational therapy and I'm so grateful for their help but I wish that there was more resources for us as adults with physical like physical therapy and occupational therapy and more resources where we could go and stay maybe weeks at a time and get those things because it's hard to do those things outpatient. You're not getting the same treatment Mm -hmm. as you would if you were staying in somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We hear you girl. It's just crazy to us. We
0: talk about this all the time that, I mean, it's great. There's so many resources for children and people under 18, but that's not the end of life there's so much more life to live after that age and it's really sad that a lot of those resources are cut out and there's really not places many places for adults with disabilities to go when they're adults and adults have disabilities as well
2: children grow into These adults. Are lifelong conditions not a broken arm like it doesn't so it just says. affect you for a short time you know
3: i had a friend once tell me that you know disability is two words dis and ability and you choose which word that you want to use.
2: Oh, no, Crane, love that.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't
0: know. It's just really sad to me that like you have proven you're capable so much. You run your own business and you're going to school to be a mental health. There's so much potential there. And you're amazing for doing that on your own, basically. I just wish there was more support to help other adults reach their potential. And I think that's part of the education piece you talked about before, how people can be mean and cruel because they don't understand. And the education also needs to be there that, hey, adults need resources as well.
3: That's my goal in life is to help others with more resources. Eventually, like after I finish my bachelor's degree in behavioral health sciences, like that is my goal to eventually establish some kind of help for adults with disabilities
2: well girl we invite you back officially every August 15th for the rest of life to hear (laughs) all the change you're making because I just happen to know that it's going to be stacking up
1: well yeah and you're so inspirational because I think you take that mental component you know you're mentally very strong in that shows it really does make a big difference. You know, like you could just be sitting there feeling sorry for yourself and get stuck in that rut. And it's very easy for anybody to do that, disability or not, you know, attitude is, makes such a difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There have been times, you know, with my disability where I have got stuck in that rut for a little bit. And I was like, you know what, just why me? That was yeah. the big question. That's a rightful
1: feeling too. I mean, that's understandable for sure.
3: But that has been, you know, part of my mental health, me taking care of my mental health, me understanding, you know, this wasn't my fault. This wasn't something that I could control. There was a reason why this happened. I might not know the reason why this happened, but there was a reason. Maybe it was to inspire other people. Maybe it was to help
1: someone else.
2: Like five months crazy. Oh,
1: someday I hope to find out. And I think that's very normal. Like I, I definitely felt like that with my daughter when she was younger in the beginning um, of our journey. You know, like why her? Like you see, it's just so hard to not compare even though they, you know, obviously your journey's your own. My daughter's journey's her own, but it's hard when you see so many other kids around doing, you know, the things that she would want to be able to do, but she couldn't handle them or didn't understand them but I think it's one of those things where you have to, you have to change that course of thinking, but it's, it's not easy to get there. I remember
3: times when I would see somebody doing something that I wanted to be able to do, but couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And I remember just coming home and just talking to my family about it and like just crying because I wasn't able to do those things. And I wanted to do those things so bad, but with everything in life, there's the good outweighs the bad. You know, I'm not able to do those things, but uh, I have my own business. I'm going to school. There's just so many things that's happening in my life right now that I'm so grateful for. Here here. So mm-hmm. Haley, on that note,
0: tell us a little bit about your book. It's called The Purpose Available on Amazon. Tell us why you wrote it
3: and what's in it, What did you write about? I just wrote about my life from the time that I was born up until now about all the challenges that I'd been through in my life and I wanted it to be able to inspire someone else. I wanted them to be able to look at it and say, you know what? If she can make it through that, then I can too. That's awesome. Do you write often or do you want to write another book? I want to expand on that and I want to have like a sequel to my book and write a little bit more. Because writing is is my passion. It's something that I've enjoyed sometimes I feel like I can get my thoughts better out on paper than I can talking to someone
1: do you have any like social media pages that you write on
3: I write on my personal Facebook and sometimes I write on Twitter and uh, Instagram for the most part I'm I'm a Facebook junkie so
4: oh, that's swear. how we met
3: <laughs> we're all from oh, place. Yes. <laughs> that's where
0: all the writing happens that's amazing I think we've discovered that a lot in the autism community as well that for a lot of autistic individuals it's so much easier for them to write out how they feel than to communicate with spoken word so I think
3: that's really great that you found that outlet you know it has been amazing what writing has done for me um I
1: just feel so much better after I write.
0: Me too.
4: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, it's
1: like your intention is to help others, or like my intention is to help others, to inspire hope and, and for people to be able to, you know, resonate with my feelings. But like a lot of times that I, I end up helping myself. <laughs> is, I. Know. I mean, I, I was gonna say it. You know, um, Haley, how you were saying about writing. It's I think it's it's therapeutic. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. therapeutic.
3: I'm so grateful for it. There was a time in my life where I didn't like to ride at all. And then one day it was like a switch in my brain and I just picked up and started riding. And I noticed as I was riding, like so much was just pouring out of me. So much that I had kept bottled up inside because I think, you know, adults with, disability struggle with their feelings and emotions and getting their emotions out and talking to someone about it so they keep it all bottled up inside because they feel like the other person doesn't understand or will not understand how they feel I don't know for me that was a really big challenge for a long long time Mm, that's amazing I think
0: too I grew up with a reading and writing disability and always struggled with that And still to this day, if I have to write something like I'm forced to write, I'm very bad at it. But writing about things I'm passionate about or to express myself, it's completely changed my view on that. So I love that. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Just one last question. As we do have a lot of parents of children and adults with disabilities who listen to our podcast, is there one message you want to give them or how they can help their children? Um, Anything like that?
3: Listen, be understanding, enjoy
0: every second. Thank you so much for coming on, Haley. Everyone um, will link everywhere you can find Haley. She's all over social media. If you want to support her business, you can check that out. And also her book, The Purpose, is on Amazon. So make sure you order that. And that will be all in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Haley, for coming on and chatting with us.
1: Thank
2: Thank you. Nice to meet you.
0: Thank you, Haley. Nice meeting you.
2: you. Five hugs from the table.
0: Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for this episode of the Table for Five No Reservations Podcast. Join us next Monday for more, and while you wait, make sure to check out our content on Facebook and Instagram. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen. To contact us, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to sit with you again. See you next time.